Welcome to episode 159 of Lamp Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend, my friend? It was good. Uh, it actually was busy. Uh, I did, uh, I'm working on a, a project um, here, uh, a video project, and we went and, and did an interview, and then there was a show last night that... Uh, we went and shot. So I didn't get a ton of gaming in. I'm still working my way through uh, God of War. I actually just updated Star Citizen 2. I think I'm going to hop back into that and and maybe give that another go. I've got some friends that play it. So I haven't had the opportunity to play with other people. So I think it'd be a much more enjoyable experience playing with other people. But other than that, I, I got we found the Master Sword. And we are going through the trials. We are close, my friend. I am absolutely going to finish Breath of the Wild before uh, Tears of a Kingdom uh, comes out. So I'm really excited about that. But it was nice to uh, uh, get some things done, do some things, uh, but not really, uh, not a ton of gaming uh, this weekend. What about yourself, brother? How how's your weekend, man? My weekend was pretty good, Ryan. Your body, your body will be ready for the new Zelda. So <laughs> that, this is good news. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. We're recording on a Monday, and it's been snowing all around the Las Vegas Valley, except for around our houses, it seems mm. like. So we do not get to witness the winter wonderland, but that is okay. No, my weekend was pretty good, pretty relaxing. Uh more Marvel Snap, more Pokemon, uh, mm. more Last of Us stuff. I also went out to Target early on a Sunday morning, right after it opened, to get one of those Pikachu Squishmallow things, uh, which, by the way, I did not realize they came in different sizes based on what store you were going to. Uh, oh. So I just assumed there was one size, and this thing is huge. It's like 20 inches tall uh and it's pretty hefty uh i kind of honestly i felt a little ridiculous carrying that thing out out of the store (laughs) but that is okay i still have it it's mine and there was only three left in target when i went there sunday morning so if you didn't get one from that store i got one of them (laughs) yeah he says ha ha (laughs) wow i i saw that i didn't realize how big it's it's hard to tell how big it was but yeah that's so what time did you go go to target uh so i believe target opened at nine and i was there at like nine ten. <laughs> okay all right i thought you were gonna i thought it was like a, like one of those like 6 a.m deals or something so you could get in like right at seven or whatever i was like ooh, that'd be that'd be rough that would be not rough. quite but i did have to go looking for them and they were in what i'm assuming was like one of those carts where they have to stock the items from and oh, i just yeah. grabbed it out of the cart uh i hope <laughs> i hope that was one of those and it wasn't actually somebody's cart. if it was my bad <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my to my pikachu <laughs> you know what oh, it was I'm, I'm unattended sorry, <laughs> so that's not my fault <laughs> <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad, uh, and I, we hope that you guys had a great weekend as well. Let's get into the news. There is there was plenty of news this week. Uh, starting off last week, was it uh, was it Wednesday or I think it was Wednesday. It was the 25th. Uh, Microsoft Bethesda had their their direct their developer direct. And, um, you know, I, I've got to say, and, and we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, here on the GameCast, 
But um, it, it was interesting to see that they went more of this approach like we've seen from Nintendo, like we've seen more recently from PlayStation, where it is very, it is a a pretty concise uh, chunk of of news. Uh, I actually rather enjoyed it. It lasted about an hour, but what was really nice about it was that they got right down to it. They they it was about the games, not only that, but then we also got feedback. And we got to connect a little bit with the folks that are actually behind the scenes working on these games and how excited that they were. Now, kind of, we, we talked a little bit about this beforehand. They, they basically announced, uh, what was it, five games. Uh, it was Forda Motor, Motorsport, um, PvP, or I'm sorry, Minecraft Legends, Hi-Fi Rush, which was actually a um, hot drop that same day. It came out a few hours after. And, of course, yep. these were on on Game Pass. Uh, so that was really cool to get something, get a hot drop like that. That was really unexpected. Um, Elder Scrolls Online and their next chapter. And then, of course, Redfall, which I'm not going to lie, out the gate, uh, Redfall, uh, clearly that really got me excited for the game. And just what to just being able to see what we can expect a little more from it, um, getting to go in and see that there, you know, some of the classes, some of the moves, some of the enemies, um, a little more about the town and the location that it takes place in. I thought they did a really good job of, of hyping that up. But backing it back up here to Minecraft Legends, I think this game, this seems really interesting. Uh, I know there's a lot of folks, it's typically a younger demographic, but I know there's a lot of folks across the, the board that play Minecraft. I, in particular, do not, I don't really enjoy Minecraft. I don't have that kind of creativity to just do that stuff. But mm -hmm. the thought of not only having a campaign, but a co-op campaign uh, really, really has me intrigued. And then they have a PvP element to it as well, where it's basically you're building out forts and, and people have to, you have to basically take over the other players for it. I think it's really cool. I think kids are going to love this. I know my daughter is absolutely going to love this. I know that they had Minecraft. Uh, there was another story um campaign or or game that had come out uh before mm -hmm. i can't i off the top of my head i can't think of what the name of it was but i remember she played that um this seems like it's gonna go a little more in depth and i think it's really cool that uh there there's a co-op uh aspect to it um because if you've seen or if you've ever watched uh people that that kind of stream minecraft or play it my daughter will watch all kinds of youtubers and stuff like that they there's a lot of like there's a lot of creativity that can go into and a lot of different scenarios and things that you can create. So I'm really excited for for people to be able to get their hands on this and coming from the developers and whatnot. It sounds like they put a lot of good work and hard work into this. Um, so I'm excited to see what they've got going on here with that. Forza looks absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I Again, I'm not a racing game fan in particular, but I can't deny those graphics on it look absolutely amazing um ultra ultra realistic we get uh uh sorry let me back up to minecraft that's dropping april 18th of this year so that was the other nice thing about this is that we actually got dates um as to when these games will be coming out so i think that's another big piece to to things like that it's like not only do i want to see the games get a little more in depth and what they're about but i also want to know when they're coming you know so i can yep. pr uh, properly plan and 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 whatnot uh, Forza didn't have a date. It just said 2023. It didn't have a specific date. We also got uh, Hi-Fi Rush, 
mm-hmm. uh, which looked really, really interesting. Now, this is a different genre that I'm not typically, I, I don't, like, other than, like, Beat Sabers and things like that, I don't typically play a lot of rhythm games. Uh-huh. Um, but this definitely has a unique concept in the fact that it's also kind of like a, a an action, action adventure rhythm game. So, you know, your beats, uh, the beats that you're hitting and stuff like that coincide with combos that you can do on enemies and whatnot. The art style of it looks absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally digging the art style. And then, of course, having a game and music, uh, we know that gaming and music uh, go together like peanut butter and jelly. So the fact that they're, you know, <laughs> excuse me, they're they're putting the two together and they're directly connected. It is so creative and so fun. Uh, this is if you have Game Pass, you can go download it right now. It is. It was a hot drop uh, as of the twenty fifth. Uh, so this game is is out right now. And then and then some, you know, again, then there's the Elder Scrolls next iteration, their next chapter. I didn't realize that they were still even like putting that much into Elder Scrolls online. Right? Like I played it played it years ago, but again, once my friends stopped playing it, it felt very lonely to me. And I it does. Just wasn't at a time where I was comfortable really like doing that much interaction interacting with strangers online. I think it would be a different experience if I went back and tried playing it again. Um but you know it's always nice especially when you're you're playing a game like this. This would be like for Destiny 2 because we know here uh next month, early next month, uh Lightfall drops for Destiny 2, uh, which is huge, which essentially is just another iteration, another chapter, uh, a big iteration chapter in the story. So I know how exciting it is. I know the 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 folks that do play ESO uh were probably stoked to see because they're they're also getting a new uh class, which is Arcanus. Mm-hmm. Um so that looked really cool. So it's always nice when they're when they're putting that stuff into it. Not only are you getting more story, but you're also getting new elements, new mechanics, uh, new characters. Is always a lot of fun to see. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Did you did you get a chance to to check it out uh, as it was happening, or did you have to go back and watch it uh, later on? I, I'm curious to know what you what your feelings were on it. Yeah, Ryan, I did get to check it out live, uh, luckily, and I thought it was pretty good. You know, overall, I think that uh, it set out what they told us they were going to do. I'm glad that Redfall is coming in May, so not too far off, and uh, it looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I think the biggest thing overall is, you know, we know Forza is coming at some point this year uh, for Elder Scrolls Online. If you're a fan of that, a lot of good content. Uh, So the important thing is we have some dates or time periods for some Xbox games, which they desperately need this year. Uh, so overall, I like the style of it, that kind of like behind the scenes documentary style with some of the developers. Uh, I actually uh, really enjoyed that. I wish we could get some more of that from some other companies. Uh, so hopefully that's a trend that continues. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think what it was lacking for me, and this is probably me being unfair is I was fully expecting a one more thing reveal at the very end uh mm-hmm. something a title a logo <laughs> that's it like i wasn't 
expecting them to like drop a, a gameplay trailer of anything, but it would have been nice to have a, a look at some other big franchise that's coming uh, to kind of get, get us excited uh, because while this in the short term helps Xbox fans, uh, I still don't see their vision long term, and I would like to see some of those other franchises that are coming at least be teased so you know what's on the horizon. Yeah, and you know, it, it's interesting to you that you're, you're saying that I hope this becomes a trend because I, I feel like it definitely is trending in terms of how they are pushing out their content. I think it does a number of things. Number one, it, it, it tempers people's expectations a little bit. Um, stuff has gotten pretty, pretty crazy and, and kind of toxic when it comes to like some of the delays, uh, people reaching out and, and um, you know, attacking developers and, and things like that. So I definitely feel like uh, them being able to kind of reel it back in a little bit and be like, Hey, you know, we're not, this is not a, we're going to announce any new things. This is about the stuff that we've got coming out, things that we can for sure throw dates on and say, we know for a fact that this game is coming out. Here's what you can expect. Here's some dates. On top of that, we're also going to give you a game today that you can play because all this stuff is going to be on Game Pass too, um, which is really exciting for me because it's like, oh, great. You know, I, I basically already own the game. I'll be able to play it day one. Um so I thought they did. I thought they did fine. I mean, you're and you're right. I I I definitely like this format uh, a lot better. It gives us a little more in depth look at some of these games that that are going to be coming out, giving us something to look forward to. But that really is the big thing, and it continues to be the big thing with Microsoft is their first party games are complete. It's just lacking. I mean, uh, look at it. They're, they're, the, the new consoles came out now three years ago. The only, what, the major thing for them has been Halo Infinite. And that has been hit or miss in terms of reception uh, from the fans. It didn't even have the, uh, I mean, it came out with the, uh, the multiplayer before right. they even came out with the actual story game. So, you know, it, it's, they've got to, they've really got to make some moves. I, I was saying that too. Um, could I, at first I had said something about, oh, you know, they should say something about Starfield, but then remembering that Starfield's going to get its own, its whole own showcase in itself, which I think rightfully so, but you're right. I, I, I don't think that there's really much out there in terms of Microsoft and Xbox to get people excited about, um, what's coming in the future for it so i i don't know i i think they need to to kind of shift that a little bit and hopefully that's stuff that they're working on and maybe it does come at a you know an e3 or a separate you know one of these collective events where it's kind of expected to get those world premieres <laughs> yeah it would be nice i mean and I know, obviously, it takes time for all the studios they bought to make games. But, Ryan, it feels like we've been saying that for a couple of years now. And we're still yeah. waiting on, like I said, even the announcement of a game that's coming. So, uh, like you said, hopefully that changes. I will say this, because I'm really excited for Redfall. Mm -hmm. There's a little part of me that's worried, only because, like, I feel like with games like this, I remember, like, the left for dead days and i played that for mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours in college with my roommates and had a ton of fun and we yeah. have had a lot of games that i think have had fun in short bursts uh but i feel like not a lot of them have cracked the code to to retaining 
gamers long term to them uh and i i just don't i hope redfall cracks that code because this looks like so much fun that i just hope it keeps people there for a while and it's not just a a short burst at the beginning that kind of tails off quickly yeah and i think that's gonna come along with a an actual roadmap uh that is forward facing i'm sure they have something in the works but it does i mean i know the game hasn't come out yet but it's something especially nowadays that we have to think about what's the support going to be moving forward is this going to be something that they drop some dlc later down the road a little bit or is it something that they're gonna be actively adding things like we don't know what that looks like yet either it's it's interesting too that you made the left for dead um that you brought up left for dead because this game totally reminds me of a left for dead but with vampires uh-huh. um which has got me absolutely pumped by the way <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm here for it i love the co-op i mean and they were really talking about hey you can do this co-op or you can do this solo uh you know however you want to play it. i'm excited to play it with friends uh but it's totally a game that i would be able to play solo as well especially with it being an fps game uh i, I you know i love first person shooters so I would completely be okay playing this solo uh, too, but you know, just the possibilities and, and the new and the adventures and, and stuff like that that you can have with friends is part of why I think this could be successful. How successful is it going to be? I don't know. I think that's really going to be determined on the story and, and then of course the gameplay because uh, gameplay, I feel like you can have good game gameplay, but is it going to be gameplay that's going to keep people going back? Or is it going to be like you're saying, just say, Hey, it's out. It's all hyped up. People are excited. People are playing it two weeks later. Redfall. What the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) We will see. We'll see. I'm excited though. We got a date. We got a date. This has gotten pushed back though. So, you know, it will, will, let me, I need to see more before I, I feel like, hey, this is going to be a solid date. I definitely think it's going to come out this year. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I haven't seen any kind of indication that it's not or going to have or is having actively issues. I think they were able to probably take the time that they took during um, their, their pushback the first time that they pushed it back and utilize that time to be able to get things to a place that they're now saying, all right, here's the date. It's coming out. We're ready for this. You guys, you know, be excited about this. But at the same time, we're also making sure that you guys are clear what kind of game this is. So there's no surprises when this game comes out. But again, the most alluring part to me is that it's day one on Game Pass. So I know I will be able to play this game day one. That is going to be pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Overall, solid, solid direct, solid direct. <laughs> what do we got next, Lucas? Well, you know what? Let's just jump ship to PlayStation news. And this is not a surprise to anyone who's uh, seen how popular The Last of Us has become on HBO. But HBO officially picked up season two for The Last of Us. Uh, so... Luckily, we get to spend at least one more season in this universe. Uh, And given how amazing the show has started off, Ryan, I cannot be more excited for that. Uh, Just be ready for more intensity. And that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, this is not a surprise at all. I feel like this day and age, especially with TV series, we've seen, we were talking about it before, uh, like Netflix's where there's a super popular show and they're like, all right, we're done. 
uh, goodbye. We're not going to renew this for another season. Um, this is not shocking to me at all. I think this is, and and of course, the folks that are working behind the scenes on the show don't want to count their eggs uh, before they hatch. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they didn't want to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're already working on season two before they get that official sign the sign the paper. It's all inked up that it is coming. Uh, so this is not shocking. We know that season one is supposed to follow the Last of Us one which I'm guessing then that means that season two is going to be the last of us uh, part two, which has got me absolutely pumped. And I think I'm going to have a completely different perspective um, again from my gameplay, because there was such a big chunk of time that, that went from when I played the last of us one to where I played the last of us two. I really, really enjoyed the last of us two. I know that it got a lot of I feel like people either loved it or they hated it for one reason or the other. Um, but uh, I, I think it'll be a really interesting dynamic to see them uh, do that in season two. And then, of course, I, I imagine it's still going to be popular. Then that makes you start thinking, what's going to happen, uh, you know, after that? From there, is it, it, it then gets to branch off right. and kind of become its own thing because it no longer will have source material to, to work off of. I don't know if that's something then that they go back and, you know, work with the, the, the folks over at Naughty Dog to maybe, you know, if they've got plans or ideas in terms of A Last of Us 3. We don't know if that's something that will happen yet. So it'll be interesting to see, how, you know, how far they take this. And just the fact, like, the, the one thing that's got me, I wouldn't say it, it's got me nervous, um, but the thing that it, it's, because this is a series, so we's got, we've got a lot more time for things to develop. The thing that always kind of scares me a little bit about that, though, too, is, you know how pacing and timing are, are so important. They're they're yep. super important. I, I feel in telling a story, and you know you got this great show, and then like towards the end, they all of a sudden just rush things, and all, all of a sudden you just get bombarded with all this stuff, and it's like ah, you just like it kind of messes you up a little bit. At least me, it kind of takes me out of it because the timing and the pacing isn't there. You know, take your time with the stuff, tell the story, let it, let it breathe a little bit. Uh, I would prefer that than a, Hey, we're going to do it the first half. And then the last half, we're just going to go gung ho and, and start skipping over, you know, major points or, or, right. you know, kind of the, the character development side of it kind of takes a, a backseat a little bit. So, to me, you know, as long as they nail that stuff, which I believe, you know, clearly Drugman knows what he's doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is absolutely fantastic. I'm enjoying this ride. I'm enjoying this journey. I actually spoke with I, I did an interview uh, with with Tom from from Tom Meets Interesting People's podcast uh -huh. uh, today. And we talked about this uh uh, just a little bit because Tom has neither played the games or even watched it yet. Interesting. So I, I know I, he, he was, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to end up doing it. And, you know, and I was just like, cause I, at first I was like, oh, well, for somebody that hasn't played that's watching, you know, how are you feeling about it? And you're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet either. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? I, I had to tell him, I was like, look, dude, as far as stories go in video games, 
This is easily in a top five best stories of all time. I said it right there. You can you can you can take that to the bank, baby. Um, so, you know, regardless of how you consume this, whether it was the game, whether it's this and then you go back and play the game, which I highly recommend mm-hmm. uh, you do that because it is a different experience. But I'm glad that that this story is is being told in a different medium and, and we're able to and it's it's hitting an even bigger audience of people. And I'm hoping that that then kind of like the cyberpunk effect uh, effect where people then went back and said, Oh, let me pick up this game or let me see what the game's all about. I love this world. I love what I saw. Um, I think we're going to have a similar effect with the last of us as well. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I will say to, to the pacing issue, you're right. That is obviously one of the, the biggest things. I think one of the things that, that the format that HBO is going with that, that might be, advantageous to them is that they can take their time so i i feel like sometimes in games uh even though they can slow it down like they did in the last of us they still need mm-hmm. to have those moments of of action and intensity uh for us as a gamer so that we don't become too passive in the story uh so i right. think when we're watching a, sh- a series like this they can afford to take their time more uh and and really not have to rush through it because we're not on the sticks so there's not always that need to have us having to do something after a set period of time. Uh, and mm-hmm. so hopefully that, that bears out because you're right. It, it can feel like there's a lot <laughs> thrown at you uh, at the end. So hopefully uh, it, it's a little more methodical in its pacing there, which given the first couple episodes, fingers crossed, I think they will be. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the adapt future stories. Uh, I, I do wonder uh, how this will impact naughty dog's plans for the franchise like mm-hmm. one would assume a last of us part three is coming at some point <laughs> no right. matter what Hopefully. the focus will be i think the show will just show uh naughty dog and, and sony that there's no way this this franchise lays dormant for too much longer uh on the game side either yeah no i i 100 agree i mean it's showing you that the people are interested, they are engaged, they are engaged in the characters, the stories that could be told. So really, you know, I I feel like a lot of that, but it is going to come into that crossroad sooner than later where the source material is going to run out and then seeing what they do from there uh, is going to be is going to be huge. I, I think it could be a lot of fun uh, to be able to see that. But I also want a third Last of Us game. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's still more that could be told about that world, about the story, about what's going on, uh, overall, uh, in there. So yeah, it's, it's good. I highly, highly recommend to anybody that hasn't watched it, that hasn't played it. If you get the chance, absolutely do it. Um, you know, Lucas, let's take a quick commercial break and we're coming back. We got more news to talk about. My green screen's going nuts. It's okay. We'll be right back. (laughs) If you love listening to us here on land parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that... 
We'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. Ryan, usually I say now comes the fun part of the episode, but this this story isn't fun at all. Uh, we, we do know that the landscape uh, in media has been challenging for everybody. Uh, it's seemingly layoffs in a lot of different sectors every week. Uh, and unfortunately, we got some news at the Washington Post that they were doing some staff layoffs and also that they were uh, doing away with Launcher, which was their video game section. Uh, and Ryan, this one hurts me as a reporter for multiple reasons. A, I mean, it's just tough to see fellow journalists lose their job. Uh, this is a very volatile industry, and uh, I know it's tough for everybody to, to feel like you don't know what's next. Uh, a little more broadly, Launcher uh, did some really quality journalism. You know, they they built a mm-hmm. really good reputation uh, of of doing some in depth reporting, and uh, it's sad to see that go away. You know, Ryan, we've talked about games journalism a little bit on the show, uh, and that is an area that uh, I I feel, and I know I'm biased since I'm on the media side of things, (laughs) but that quality journalism outlets are important to an industry, uh, not just to celebrate and legitimize it, but also to shine a light on issues that need to be fixed. Uh, And the fewer of these uh, organizations that exist, uh, the harder that becomes, and it's it's just tough for everybody involved there and, and uh, sad to see this one go, Ryan. Yeah. You know, it, number one, uh, best wishes to the folks that were laid off there. Um, nobody wants to see, nobody likes to see that happen and people losing jobs. Cause it's a real impact for individuals. Um, speaking on this, and this is really the shocking part for me is that I was not familiar with launcher uh at all which is surprising number one because i know washington post and that's a i mean that's a huge media organization um so i mean even looking at their their youtube channel you would think i mean they've got almost eight thousand subscribers you would think with the backing like the washington post that there would be a lot more you know there'd be uh, they'd be driving a lot more traffic to this and i i feel like this is kind of where where we're at, at least with traditional media, I still feel like there's an issue where they have a hard time feeling um, like gaming and and this kind of news is uh, relevant and that there's an audience for it. And they don't ever really fully commit into it, if it makes sense. This is where you get things. I mean, a major media organization, for them to just kill their 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 gaming uh, side like why like what does that right. is, so they're basically going to reduce it back to maybe a column here or there like that seems that seems pretty I, I don't know that just seems 
crazy to me, I guess, because it I mean, especially nowadays, we know how relevant and how, you know, how much stuff is going into video games and the video game scene uh, on all kinds of sides of things. It's just it's just really shocking uh, to see that they're that they're axing their their gaming channel and no longer uh, moving forward with that. But again, it, it kind of speaks on, like I said, I wasn't even familiar with Launcher. Right. So, you know, you see that that lack of marketing, that lack of getting it out there, and then, and then you've got people behind the scenes being like, well, you're just not hitting the numbers, or you're just not doing whatever. And it's like, yeah, but they're not getting the same support that maybe the the – you know, this cooking thing is getting or, or whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just, you know, I'm not saying that's something that they have. I don't know what they have in particular, but it's just, it's just really, it's just really surprising to me. It's like, why go through all that to build it up? Do you see how much is, is there? And then when it comes down to, Oh, we need to, you know, maybe make some cuts or, or do something it, I, I feel like gaming is, is always on the forefront of like, oh, well, we can do without this. And it's like right. it's going to come a time where they're going to be, you know, looking back and being like, shoot, we really shouldn't have done that. Or they're going to have to relaunch something or whatever, uh, because video games and this kind of stuff is not going away. And there are a ton of stories uh, and and not only just stories, but like, I mean, video games is involved in so many different industries and has so many different effects on people. Um, it, this is just really, really shocking and, and surprising to, to hear. Uh, it is very unfortunate, uh, especially when it comes to journalists uh, that are doing, you know, legitimate work uh, here in, in reporting and, and, and giving this news and, and, you know, sharing this stuff with their, their viewers and, and listeners and readers, mm-hmm. um, to have such a, a big section like this get, get cut out, I feel like is a, a disservice, um, to their audience. And I know that, that what's worrisome to me is, you know, the Washington post is owned by Jeff Bezos. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like he's short on money. I'm just going to throw mm-hmm. that one out there. Uh, no, honestly, like, like in the back of my mind, uh, being in the news industry, you know, I was always like, man, if only <laughs> I could be at a place with a uber rich owner that, you know, then we don't have to worry about so much about some of that. And even, mm-hmm. you know, this just shows that even then, uh, layoffs are just i mean i know that layoffs are part of every industry but if you stay in the news industry long enough uh just seems like that's just a a a very harsh and sad truth about news uh these days and as journalism has struggled to evolve uh to catch up to people just just generally in modern times uh they're especially Mm -hmm. needing to catch up to reach gamers uh and this just makes that harder because now we're losing uh, another uh, big one. So we'll see what happens, Ryan. Hopefully some new uh, things pop up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this the journalism sticks around in, in, in a significant way, because uh, I think it, it only helps an industry long-term, even if it's exposing some warts for some growing pains uh, to get there. Well, and I forgot that Bezos owned uh, the Washington post and you know it kind of makes a little more sense because look at Amazon Game Studio and the stuff that's gone on in terms of that they were quick to just walk away from games and 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 then they started closing down studios so again i don't i'm not going to pretend to know what goes on you know behind the scenes in terms of that but it could be directly correlated with 
whoever's making those decisions and just, I guess, how they see video games in the gaming right. industry. Um, I, I, yeah, again, I feel like this is a disservice, not only as a journalist, um, but as a consumer of content uh, for video games, news, education, stuff like that. Um, this is a huge blow uh, to have such a big organization say, all right, we're going to walk away from the gaming side of this. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, Ryan. Uh, you know, for the last topic that I have, unfortunately, it's not good news either. So apparently we <laughs> apparently we just saved the bad news for the second half uh, this week. Uh, but the the MetaQuest Pro, which was its $1,500 headset, uh, has already dropped in price to $1,100, which, by the way, still way too expensive <laughs> in my mind. Uh, but, Ryan, this has only been out for a couple months. So a what 25 percent price cut already that does not bode well for how this is being received no they've been having all kinds of issues over there we know that there's issues with meta in general um they've gone and and they've uh they had layoffs themselves uh we saw you know originally when they jacked the price back up of the oculus one uh, or i'm sorry the oculus two uh, after cutting it down, making it super, you know, affordable and, and this and that for people. Then they came out with this pro, which I, I'm still trying to figure out who they made this for. I don't I don't know. I don't know that they know who they made this for, um, but they made it. It is a thing. I don't know what exactly what the advantages over um, the Oculus 2 are. Why is it so expensive? But it's almost like they had this they had this vision of of what this stuff should be what it's going to do but i i feel like they're forgetting about the fact that not everybody's on board right not everybody is there and certainly not everybody is going to drop fifteen hundred dollars on on a vr headset um that was part of the issue for vr catching on and why it's been coming up so slowly it was it, it was not affordable it wasn't user friendly you know they've they, they've dialed that stuff in they've gotten it to more affordable prices and they i thought they were doing great with their lower price but all of a sudden we start you know we get those prices to to raise up by a hundred dollars for the the quest 2 and then instead of announcing a quest 3 they said that, hey we got the pro for you professionals that need to drop this $1,500 for whatever, uh, here you go. It, it doesn't seem like there's really a good direction. And this is a very bad sign. It has not been out that long. For it to drop in price by 25% should tell you a lot. The The units are not moving off the shelves right. fast enough. They are not going to. They are going to end up, I think, they are going to end up in the red on this product because there's not enough people that I can think of. They're going to say, I need this device. It is going to help me in my day-to-day business life, whatever, to where I have to, you know, I, I have to get this. It's just not there. We're no. not there. And they are, they had this vision, but people aren't there. And, and they're not helping people to get there by doing things like raising their prices and making these super expensive pieces of gear that most people, your average consumer, isn't even going to blink twice at. Uh, you know, that price tag alone instantly was like, nah, dude, I can't. I can't. There is nothing in the world right now that could justify me going, look at this. And then and, and looking, I mean, even having the video up, you're talking about these avatars and, and you know, real world, like what? 
I could do this in person. I don't have to do this <laughs> virtually. Like what are you like what are you talking about? Not only that, but then even if you were to try to use it on a business side, you're then talking about not just having one unit. Everybody would have to have a unit, right? Because it's a collaborative tool. So you're talking way more than $1,500. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know who their audience is. I don't right. know who they expected to consume this. But I can't imagine that it's going to stay at even $1,100. Uh, it's going to continue dropping in price because they're not going to be able to sell this. And I'm guessing that's what the issue is. They are having a massive, massive hard time at being able to sell this. Hence the layoffs and other restructurings because they're just losing money. Right. They they put so much money into this and and I I feel like it just it wasn't there. They 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 jumped the gun. Uh we're not ready for it. They're not they're not there are some people that are and that can do that, but on a consumer level, on a mass like production and and purchasing uh side of things, it ain't happening. Right. It ain't happening. You know, it's it's funny, Ryan, when when that launched, you know, we were talking about how like it doesn't make sense to buy it if you're the only person at your company that's gonna have this thing. You know, we were joking mm-hmm. around with, like me sitting at my desk with this headset on randomly when everybody else is just using a computer. Like, what good does that do? So like then right. the question becomes, does any business see the need to invest at even eleven hundred dollars a unit? <laughs> To, to buy for multiple employees like i don't i don't understand the use case there uh i i don't know that that this does anything else that would improve your workflow so much that you can't do on a laptop and or a tablet or just your desktop like like I, this doesn't make sense uh, at all it was a very weird decision it was such a high price point based on anything else we had seen uh and yeah, Ryan, it, it, this looks like a disaster uh, just sales wise. Uh, you know, the video is showing this this shipped on October 25th. It's only been a couple months. And right. To, yeah. So now you're dropping it 400 bucks. I mean, that that's not a good sign. What I am interested in uh, just from a uh, a tech lover's perspective, because I was, would never buy this because that is way too much. Because I wonder if how this affects Apple's pricing, if it does at all, if Apple's <laughs> looking at Meta and seeing it just fall flat on its face, uh, if that worries them at all, probably not. It'll still probably be 3000 bucks. They, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know they do. They yeah, they Apple. Apple doesn't care. It's like you pay for that for that name it's clean and sleek <laughs> but i will say this it, it feels like it does place a lot more importance on apple's headset than before right because meta was is a big player in the space and so to see them jack up uh the price of the quest and have a a flop it looks like with the the quest pro uh you, you gotta wonder right if, if apple's headset comes out and disappoints sales wise uh where does that leave the space yeah no, and here's the thing that, and, and it's kind of weird. So I, I think that's also the other thing about the the pandemic was that everybody was inside. Everybody was doing things virtually. Um, you know, things have relatively gotten back to normal. People are, are back. They're in offices, uh, whatever. So I could see something like this coming out. And if that was moving forward in the future, we saw more remote work and things like that, then maybe I could see a need for this. But it things have changed. And it's right. like they're trying to live in that time and world, and we're no longer in that space. 
uh, we're no longer doing. And, and there's been a lot of people that have had to go back to to the office and things like that. So that I mean, that basically made a DOA uh the moment it came out basically because the 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 time has changed people are ha, have gotten relatively back to normal so now a, a tool like this doesn't even make sense right. i was like i don't even know how i would use this what to to draw something in the air what am i going to do i don't even know how to export it <laughs> like what are you talking about nobody's here to look at it you know what i'm saying so like so for me they need to refocus on the fun of VR. Right. And what kind of fun you can have. I think they're trying to get too far ahead of themselves with here's the business applications you can use this for. And there's absolutely practical business applications that you can use VR for. I just don't know that there's enough companies, enough people, enough businesses um, that are actively going out and using this stuff in their everyday thing to be able to pr- to p- to pay a price tag even eleven hundred dollars. I better be using this thing every single yep. day for majority of the work that I'm doing. Yep. Otherwise, I can't justify purchasing something like this. It's just an overpriced VR machine that can play the same things that my my Oculus Two can play or my Quest Two can play. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they'll give you the the specs. Oh, fifty percent more power. Yep. This and that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that do? What does this extra power do? I don't know. So yeah, this just it, it really missed a mark. It's not surprising to me in the least that they are having trouble with this coming. You know, flying off the shelves. It ain't gonna happen. We. I think yeah. it will continue dropping in price and and um. Yeah, I I don't know what happens with this or, or how they go about this. This is to me was a is definitely a flop. And I think too that that uh, I feel like there's a danger that if they start targeting this this higher end market that it's going to confuse like the the mass market that they're going to see the Quest Pro probably Apple's headset and be like, oh wait, no, this isn't affordable anymore. You know, they're they're playing for an entirely different price point. And that's gonna turn off a lot of people who might actually enjoy VR, but they might not mm-hmm. want to jump in at all because they're gonna see these high profile, expensive headsets and go, hmm. If that's the direction they're headed, no, no thank you. I mean honestly, for a thousand bucks which, by the way, is more than I like paying for my cell phone, but it better mm-hmm. be something, like you said, that I use every single day for a very significant amount of time to get mm-hmm. value out of that. Not something for work that everybody else has to be on the same page as you for it to be useful. Uh, although, I will say this, Ryan, if this drops to, let me throw out a price here, $200, I might consider buying it just to see how weird I look at my office. I just, would get it for $200. Easy, dude. So we need another like thousand bucks off and then we're there. Yeah, exactly. Excuse um, me, just another thousand dollars. I'm what? sure they'll be fine with you that. You're sustaining just, huge losses? Just take out that right, first one and uh, yeah. we're good. Like, <laughs> And that's the that's the uh, the new price there. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's, it's It'll be, you know, I will say, though, even if Apple does that, I do feel that it could then open up for another company to then swoop in and undercut. And you know what I mean? Because, yep. again, of, of all the, the devices that uh, uh, um, the uh, why am I VR VR uh, stuff that we've seen, none of them. They're not 
there's not really a difference in them. There is, I mean, obviously internal components, right. speeds, things of that nature, but we haven't seen any kind of major like um oh, this is this is way different than this other one. So it could with them, and if they do continue trying to do these higher prices, I absolutely believe that it'll give the opportunity for another company to be able to swoop in and be like, here, we're going to give it to you on a consumer level and be able to make a name and do something and then start leading uh, uh, from there. So what they're going to end up doing, because I, I feel like a lot of these companies are just banking on their name and right. whatnot, but I feel like consumers are a lot more conscious of, Spending money, especially on something that is more of an entertainment thing. This is not something that I'm really going to use for work. Uh, this is I, I'm curious to see what happens because I don't know how they support this. I just don't yeah. know how they support this without. I mean, this has got to be draining a ton of money. Uh, hence the the four hundred dollar drop in price that's pretty significant but again i just don't see it being enough to be able to get your average consumer or whoever they're trying to target to say hey this dropped down four hundred dollars let's go ahead now and and jump in i it just it doesn't make sense didn't make sense when they announced it (laughs) i I will say this too uh this pretty much eliminate not that this was realistic but this eliminates any chance that the quest 3 would go back down to what quest 2's price was if anything this might cause them to raise the price on the quest 3 to try and make up for some of this uh loss here so i think that's bad i feel like that's just digging deeper into a hole that you've already dug if they do that and it won't help them. You know what I mean? It's like, I get right. it. But you might have to do something at a little bit of a loss here to be able to get those numbers up. Because it ain't, it's not, it's not going to happen with these, with these higher prices. There's no, we're not getting any kind of uh, government money. Nope. Uh, there's no extra spending money. As a matter of fact, you know, we're, we're in a recession uh, or it's, you know, and, and they're already predicting things to get worse before it gets better. Yep. So people are going to be a lot more conscious of their money and what they're spending it on. So you will not see uh, either of us with any expensive headset on anytime soon. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Unless they want to give us a review although, copy, we are happy to review. I was going to say, Apple, we would be happy to review it, try to figure out practical uses for it. Absolutely. Apple, I've been an iPhone user forever. You know, if you want to take pity on us, uh, I'll bust. We're poor. At least I am. I don't know. Like, look. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, Apple. No, I, I think we'd have a better chance with the uh, with uh, uh, oh, the Quest Pro. VR. They have enough lying around. They have enough. Oh, gosh, I, that's, that's like, people will pay us to review our product. Like, what I, are you talking about? <laughs> even though I know that I would never buy it, I already know my wallet's gonna cry when Apple releases its headset price. Like, it's just gonna cry. Like, I will mm-hmm. something on the inside will break when I see probably three thousand dollars. <laughs> That would be insane, though, dude, because like if it came out at a price tag like that, that is over what you could get a, a, a laptop at, at a, a PC, a full on PC. And their PCs and stuff are already pricey. They are. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like I totally could see them doing something like that. But like, how do you even go about justifying that? Number one. Number two, what is going to be different about it to be able to say this is why it's a three thousand dollar price tag because right now you're talking about if it were three thousand dollars again this is all speculation you're talking about double the most expensive headset right now on a consumer level uh that's out right now how would they even go about selling that to people i know that apple's you know apple has has their community and whatnot but like whoo 
that is a price tag that is quite hefty. And if it can't do something that something cheaper can do, why? Why even do it? Well, Ryan, they're going to uh, bribe Johnny Ive back and they're going to use his uh, <laughs> marketing voice in, in those videos that they produce. And and that's that's it. That's all they're going to bank on. That's it's. Uh, uh, the, OK, here, here's why I just cannot. Here's why I don't see it under 2000, like at all, because. Every market Apple enters, they drive up the price of the stupid market. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. since the Quest Pro debuted at 1500, I'm like, maybe 2000, but like, maybe this is, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I feel like Apple just assumes when they enter a market, they go, we're Apple, we're a little bit elitist here. So, we can't just be a couple hundred more expensive <laughs> than this Quest <laughs> Pro here. You know, we right. gotta be at least like a thousand more. So, <laughs> right. I just, I hate this. Uh, it's one of the things I dislike about Apple, every market from phones to smartwatches to laptops, they, they help drive up the price and it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is one though. And it's such a, I, I feel like it's such a niche market though, too, that I feel like if they were to do something like that, it would be a big mistake on their part and they will end up finding themselves in the same position as meta, not being able to, to get them off the shelves. So they have all this, you know, they have all this product, but nobody's going out and buying them. So, um, go ahead. I was just remember they, you know, when Sony had the XM4, uh, noise canceling, cancellation headphones for like 350 apple came in and made theirs for 550 so like <laughs> like mm-hmm. they they tend to not care unfortunately about that's true that stupid stuff yeah but you're gonna buy it anyway <laughs> anyway we hope you guys save some ducats <laughs> yo thank you guys so much uh again for listening lucas what do you got going on this weekend my friend we're getting into february things are are about to pick up it is. Uh, Ryan, this is kind of one of our last few free weekends uh, before mm-hmm. February hits us. Uh, it's actually my birthday next Monday, so I'm just going to relax, not do yes. much around the house, hopefully uh, play some games, watch some Last of Us. Uh, and honestly, on February 11th, the, there's that Madden tournament. Uh, Inferno has yeah. a Super Smash tournament. So in a couple weeks the craziness starts and doesn't let up until mm-hmm. March. Uh, so last chance to take a breath. How about you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. So that, and, and, and I've, I've got that on my mind as well. So we're going to be finishing uh breath of the wild for sure. Uh, here, I'm going to try to finish it up here this weekend. And then of course, uh, move our focus over, uh, then to finishing up Ragnarok and then anything else I could think of. If there's anything I need to, there's games that I've started that I need to go back onto as well. But you know, there with, with between snap and, and destiny Two, which we got Lightfall that drops here next uh, month. Uh, too. So I'm really pumped about that. I should probably look at taking the day off because I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> other than that, though, just keeping it chill. We hope you guys keep it chill as well. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces.